Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pharrell has taken over. Let's go. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Stakes, chicks, stacks. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell, coast to coast. All right, Pharrell back on uh, Coast to Coast. Hour two, we roll along and bring in Brian Ciano, a.k.a. Mafia, to talk about the UFC, a little Bellator, and the fight game. And then after that, Rick Harrow, Sports Business and Legal Insider, will join us. All right, Moff. Uh, John Jones says he's still the greatest of all time, even after the Habib win and retirement and the fact that they ranked Habib Nurmagomedov, the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world uh, yesterday. So who do you believe is the GOAT? I mean, if you can talk about those guys right now, I, I'd put it could be higher than him. And you know what? It's easy to, for me to, have, you know, obviously last week I talked a little bit differently saying that. I don't know. But put him up there because he was so, you know, kind of not one-dimensional, but that was the main part of his game was the Sambo and the takedowns. We show, saw that on Saturday. That's not the only thing that he has. You know, his stand-up against one of the best stand-up fighters in the sport was incredible. And he dominated him in every facet. He showed that he is one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. And you know what? John Jones' last two fights against Tiago Santos, people thought it was close, might have lost. Against Dominic Reyes, it was close. Most people thought he did lose. So he already has a loss on his record. Of course, that one was a BS one and a disqualification for elbows. But if you're just going to go off that, well, one guy has a loss and should have had at least two. One guy has no losses. Obviously, Khabib's a greater one then. you got to give it to him. And, you know, I also factor in, I know most people won't, but I factor in also all the stuff off, you know, the uh, – out of the cage, off the field, you know, however you want to describe it. And John Jones has had his troubles with cheating, you know, with steroids, with DUIs, with, you know, hitting people. And it's, it's like, I take okay. all that against him. That's all, all marks against him to me, you know, especially if you want to say, okay, well, the out of the cage stuff doesn't count. Well, he cheated. He got busted for juicing. That takes away wins in my book. Khabib is way better than him. I mean, this guy had everything, DUIs, cocaine, you name it. He's failed drug tests, everything else. I will say this, though, uh, at least throw it out there. Uh, Every time he fights, uh, 
they always talk about the exact same thing, that he's the greatest of all time, that he's the, the greatest fighter that we've ever seen in the UFC. And then every time Habib gets in the octagon, they say the same thing. I, I think they just use the term too loosely now. Everybody's the greatest fighter of all yeah, time. Do. I think it's gotten pathetic uh, because yeah, every time Jones fights, he's the best ever. And then Habib fights, he's the best ever. Make up your effing mind already. Yeah, it's like, you know, when you have other sports and talk about, like, first bout Hall of Famer, guaranteed Hall of Famer, like, they're automatically putting everybody into the, you know, the upper echelon of everything. And they talked about Anderson Silva the same way. And might even talk about that this weekend when he fights, you know, against Uriah Hall. They might talk about him being the greatest of all time. They do throw that around way too much. And the thing for me, though, is if you look at it, you know, like I said, the record is perfect. You know, he didn't get caught juicing. And I just think that he dominated. You know, we just I just mentioned right there two fights of – John Jones is people thought he might have lost. Or how about the first Alexander Gustafson fight, which people thought he lost or should have lost. Do you have any of those with Khabib? Is there one single fight in all of Khabib's record in the UFC that you look at and said, well, you know what? He got the decision, but I don't think he really got it. No. The guy dominated every single time he was in the cage. There was no fight he left up to a possibility of him not getting being the victor. He was the most baddest guy in that cage every time he stepped in and just made guys who were great look feeble. The funniest thing I've ever seen in the UFC is how this Conor McGregor guy gets his ass beat by this Habib and then still talks like if he fights him again, he's going to beat him the second time like he did Diaz. This guy is 10 times better than Nate Diaz will ever be in his entire career. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates on Sports Grid Radio. Check out Sports Grid Radio. Dot com sports grid radio apps badass you got to get it it's free you'll love it it has all the tv and radio shows on it check out sports grid radio overnights pharrell on a bench sports rage with morency bagels of bad beats with scott wetzel our youtube page just subscribe free you can watch us do the shows i'll see you tonight on the bench at 10 p.m eastern also we're live every day on mightier 1090 in san diego and all of southern california all right moff i have to ask you michael chandler wants to fight justin gaethje uh, after signing his contract with the UFC. What do you think of that uh, prospect? I think that's a good idea. You know, I, I like that he wants to get in there and take a challenge. He doesn't want to come in and say, all right, let me get my feet wet, let me fight some guys, and I'll go for the top guys. He wants the top guys right away. He was there in Abu Dhabi as an alternate for that title fight in case one of those guys didn't make weight or had issues and had to fall out. He was there ready to fight the best of the UFC. So he still wants to do it. says, you know, give me Gachi. Give me, you know, put him against Tony Ferguson. Put him against these guys that are unattached at the top of that division. Let's see if he is the badass that he thinks he is and that many people have said he is for years in Bellator. You know, he knows that he doesn't have the prestige coming from Bellator that he really should. And he wants to prove it right away. And good for him taking the challenge. He doesn't want to wait. So tell me about uh, Bellator 250 Thursday night with uh, Lima and Musasi. It should be a great fight. You know, Lima's a very dangerous striker, a tough guy. He's a good all around, but Musasi has been a beast. He's one of the best there is out there. Doesn't matter, you know, from his time in Strike Force, UFC, Bellator, he is ridiculous. Like he should be in the UFC competing against these top guys, but you know, he decided that he wanted to go other places, and good for him. He is one of the best out there, and will probably win this fight because he's just ridiculous. Uh, Dana wants to have the Stipe Naganu rematch in March. You think that's going to happen? I think so. He wants to get it as soon as possible. They're talking about doing it in December originally, but unfortunately, I think Stipe has some kind of injury he's, you know, wearing off and getting recovered from, so they have to wait till March. But the second they can get that in there, he's going to want to put it back into play and get those two fighting. How about Whitaker? Is he going to get Adesanya next? 
He said, you know, he's the top guy there. The other guys, Costa just lost. Cannonier, he just beat there until they tried to make him a contender by having him against Whitaker. The last two fights, they tried to make other guys' names off of his, and he made them look bad. He deserves a title shot. All right, Mavia, great stuff. Coming up, we'll talk with our sports business and legal insider, Rick Haro on Coast to Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, for all back on Coast to Coast, we bring in Rick Harrow, our sports business and legal insider from Harvard on Sports Grid and Coast to Coast. Uh, Rick, good to have you with us. Uh, let's dive right in. We got a lot to accomplish. Talk to me about all of these uh, various uh, ticket prices they've had for the World Series at Globe Life from game one to tonight, even tomorrow, if they were to have a game seven. It's crazy the prices. We got no volume on Rick. Go ahead. If we can get him on, uh, that'd be great. So uh, let's try again. Rick, uh, the prices for the World Series tickets. All right. So, all right. There you go. Uh, We'll figure it out at some point eventually. What a disaster. Uh, There you go. So I know later in the show, we're going to have Brian Custer on to talk about the Davis fight with uh, Leo Santa Cruz, Carver Hyde. That's going to be awesome. And I know we've got a lot of other NFL news to talk about today, uh, including uh, you just told me the story about Everson Griffin. What happened there? Yeah, we were wondering if the Cowboys were going to be able to find a home for Griffin. They did this afternoon, Scotty. He's going to go to the Lions for a conditional sixth-round pick. So he knows the division well, being a former Viking, and you get uh, him right back in there. So... You're able to get a nice trade there. They get a little bit of a return. It's more money, Scotty. Cowboys wanted to get half of that $6 million salary uh, off the kitty. So he goes off to Detroit. All right. Are you surprised at all? I knew he was. Uh, they were going to trade him for a bag of peanuts, but are you surprised that uh, the Lions took a, a, a flyer on him? I think the Lions are going for it here, Scotty. I like it. You know, yesterday you talked about, is this team, you know, possibly a playoff team? Could they get in the mix? And you mentioned it. There's seven teams now that get in. You've got the extra wild card. Lions sitting at three and three. Schedule isn't that daunting. Maybe, you know, they they bulk up the defense a little bit. 
and you can make things happen. I like this move by the Lions trying to get in the mix. All right, let's uh, go on to uh, John Gruden, and let's do our NFL segment and just forget about all this. Yeah, let's get move on to John Scotty. Of course, we've heard that they're going to drop the hammer, as they say, on the Raiders for the COVID violations. They also said they were going to do that to the Titans. I didn't think that just a fine was dropping the hammer. But here's John Gruden, Scotty, saying he has no idea uh, what anybody's talking about. The NFL hasn't mentioned anything about heavy uh, sanctions for him. Here's Gruden. I don't know who's reporting that, and I really don't know who said that. Uh, but I'm not going to react to that. I have not heard anything from anybody other than what they have seen us do is extremely positive. We have renovated our facility. We have done everything we can to follow protocol. And uh, we're excited about beating the virus. And hopefully the good news that's taken out of these contexts uh, is Trent Brown is fine. He's getting better. And uh, we're looking forward to having the big fella back at right tackle. All right, so uh, I guess we're going to try to go back to Rick Haro now and give this another try on our sports business report. I'm seeing, like, chaos on his end. Why are we doing this? Uh, at some level, like, uh, it's just not working, right? So I'm going to stick to uh, the game plan. Let's talk about, um, look, I don't know anything about uh, sanctions from the league for the, uh, the Raiders and everything else. Uh, you know, what they should worry about, is how they looked against the Buccaneers and worry about the game that they have to play this week. What about Stefanski talking about OBJ? Yeah, obviously going to be a big loss for them, Scotty. The Browns lose OBJ. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. Stefanski says everybody's going to have to step up, but it's tough to lose somebody like Odell. Here's Stefanski. No doubt. And Odell, you know, the energy he brings to practice, the energy he brings to games, uh, you, you can't, you know, you can't, uh, no one else is going to be able to bring that type of juice. Uh, but it's it's our job to find the guys that, that can go compete, that we can go put them in spots where they can succeed. Uh, and, and I think we'll be able to do that. Uh, that's not easy. I don't want to have to do it. And I'm very disappointed for Odell. Uh, but that's the nature of this beast. And I, injuries are part of this game. And it doesn't mean any of us have to like it. But we do have to deal with it. Listen, I thought the guy uh, was actually playing great football, Carver High. I, I thought he was making plays, uh, scoring touchdowns, making great catches, doing everything. Uh, and then to have it end like that is a, a huge hit and a huge loss for the Browns. I, I know they pulled off the win uh, against the Bengals. Let's not forget who they beat. Everybody acts like they won the Super Bowl. I heard today everybody talking about Oh, Baker Mayfield, this is the Baker that we wanted. This is the Baker that we drafted. This is the Baker that everybody knows he can be. And I thought his pass to Peoples-Jones was great, but it was against the Bengals. Uh, you know, let's see what he does. Like when he played the Steelers, he got his ass beat, and he couldn't do anything. When he plays against really good teams, he does nothing. And when he plays against crappy teams – he uh, has a big game, and everybody gets excited, and then they give him some more television commercials. It's ridiculous. The reason why that team was good, if you ask me, offensively, was uh, Beckham. That was the star of the team, hands down, no questions asked. Yeah, he's had a couple of big games finally for them this year, Scotty, including the game at Dallas where he was all over the place, throwing touchdowns, running for touchdowns. They're going to miss him because he's also taking him off the field means that the other team doesn't have to account for him. 
So I'm glad that everybody else is doing so well. But now that Beckham's not there, you have that kind of a problem. Let's go to the Falcons now, Scotty. We know the kind of problem that they've had all year. They can't win football games. There's been whispers of would they trade Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan says, absolutely not. I want nothing to do with that. I love Atlanta. Here's Matty Ice. I don't worry about that stuff. Uh, I don't think about it. You know, my job is, you know, to to get dialed in for Thursday night. And so I've said it all along. You know, I love Atlanta. I want to be here. I want to be a part of this organization. But, um, you know, I, I don't worry about noise outside our building. Uh, you know, I try and focus on, you know, week to week, get myself ready to go. So I've said it, you know, I want to be here and um, hopefully that'll be the case. I just don't believe uh, that uh, I know Arthur uh, Blank finally showed some stones in firing Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, my good friend, the GM. Uh, but that took way too long. I thought the handling of the Quinn Dimitrov firing uh, was uh, way overdue and, and it should have happened earlier. And everybody uh, wouldn't pull the trigger because how he's best friends with everybody. They all love Dan Quinn. So I don't actually believe that the owner has it in him uh, to go back to the well again and then uh, let them get rid of Matt Ryan. I really don't believe it. I I don't believe for one minute that they're trading Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. I think they already had their spring house cleaning in the fall with the coach and general manager. I don't believe they're getting rid of their two-star players. I think there's only one way, Scotty, that they trade Matt Ryan. If they continue to lose games – and they have one win, and the Jets somehow, some way, win a game or two along the way, and they have the number one pick. Uh, Lawrence is a Georgia kid. Uh, he's He'll be an Atlanta Falcon. That's the only way I think that you would see Matty Ice uh, leave there. They play the Panthers, Scotty, on Thursday night. They've right. got all sorts of problems. Uh, Christian McCaffrey did return to practice. They took him off the IR. He's hopeful to play. Nothing official yet, but Matt Rule hopes he'll be there. They released cornerback Josh Hawkins after he was seen dancing in public without a mask. They also, Scotty, today released cornerback Eli Apple. He showed up to practice, said that his hamstring wasn't feeling good and that he couldn't go, so the Panthers said, go home. Uh, that, that's I guess they felt that he should have been good enough to go, and they told Eli Apple, we'll see you later. Here's your walking paper. So uh, Panthers with a couple of issues heading into a game with the Falcons on Thursday night. Well, let me just be clear. Uh, I've seen Eli Apple play uh, with the Steelers and whoever else. He's horrible. So I'm surprised he was even in the NFL still. He was terrible. From the minute he got drafted, he was nothing. So that's that. Let's just be honest. I'm going to uh, save the Cowboys stuff for you later. Seahawks running back Chris Carson. He's going to be week to week with a foot sprain. Kenyon Drake, Scotty Cardinals. He's going to miss a few weeks with an ankle injury. Uh, the, the Andre Hopkins uh, trade continues to be misery uh, for the Texans, Scotty. It gets worse and worse for them as they watch Hopkins light up everybody with the Cardinals each week. Look, uh, I mean, it's obvious who won that deal. That was the worst trade I've ever seen in my life. I, I think it cost Bill O'Brien his job. Uh, they finally caught up with his stupid moves and got rid of him, and it was like, uh, having a bowel movement, getting rid of that guy in that uh, franchise. Because I've think i told you before, players didn't like him, coaches didn't like him. Nobody wants to admit it. But now after the fact, now that he's long gone, everyone blames everything on Bill O'Brien. And everyone now admits that they hated him. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's tough. You talked about it earlier. Uh, Dodgers got the bats. Advantage pitching with Snell. Uh, Gonsolin, we talked about uh, Greasy Gonsolin going tonight. Val Valine, my boy, hope he gets rocked early in this one and we get a Game 7, Scotty. A Game 7 is good for the grid. More sports is good for us. I hope we get there. I think Tampa Bay squeaks it out tonight and we got a legendary Game 7, Rays and Dodgers. How did you do on the uh, Rams-Bears last night? Very well, actually. I had a really nice uh, game there. I had the under, had the Rams, had the teaser to the under, did well. But uh, Sunday, on the other hand, that's a bad story. I bet on New England and Dallas because I'm a stooge. My man. All right. uh, Check out uh, Cam (laughs) Stewart on Game Time Decisions. Top of the hour with Marenzi. All right. We uh, shift gears now and go to Brian Custer, of course, from Showtime Boxing. And you see him on Fox, CBS, The Last Stand podcast is the number one podcast in America right now. Uh, It's incredible. He has the greatest guests ever. Unfortunately, all of his teams suck except Ohio State. Uh, Why don't we, uh, can we get him in here? How you doing, Brian? I hope everything's all right, buddy. What's up, Pharrell? How you doing, my brother? All right, so what did you think of, uh, first of all, uh, Justin Fields and the Buckeyes against Nebraska. I thought it was kind of a dirty game. A couple of players got thrown out of that game. I thought Nebraska played violently, uh, but Ohio State handled their business. It looked good. I mean, I, I think, you know, I think you got like a two-horse race now for the Heisman with Justin Fields and obviously Lawrence from Clemson. But I think everyone just anointed him as the Heisman Trophy winner this year. But I think Justin Fields is going to show you that He's certainly going to push him for that award. They'll probably be one and two in the NFL draft. So, uh, you know, they have a huge game in Happy Valley on Saturday. They're laying 12 and a half. Do you like their chances on the road playing in that stadium without any fans when it's normally 104,000? And and that's the key. I think that that what you just said uh, is what gives me confidence is that not only are they playing there at night, but no fans. And we all know that place, when they have that whiteout, that place is electric. Um, but I think that takes a lot of steam out of the Nittany Lions uh, playing with no fans. And I think that it'll be a Buckeye victory. 
All right, real quick, before we go to the boxing, which is uh, crucial, I want to get your thoughts on your terrible uh, Cowboys and your uh, coach rubs Tabasco in his eyeball. I mean, everything's going wrong. <laughs> Zeke fumbles like five times a game now. They can't tackle. Uh, they get blown out by the Washington football team, which is like having a fat girlfriend. I mean, honestly, like, uh, what are they doing in Dallas? It's atrocious. Uh, it really is. I got no excuses. Uh, the team has crumbled. Uh, Dak Prescott, people tried to talk about whether or not uh, you should pay him. Let me tell you something. Now you see how much he means to that team. And I think his leverage just went tenfold now, uh, even with a broken ankle on how much they need him. They need his leadership. Mike Nolan's schemes is atrocious. And once all that stuff comes out in the locker room and they're talking about coaches and talking about each other, there's no trust. And you can't have that. Uh, that team and that season is over already. How about they didn't uh, back up their uh, quarterback when he got his head taken off by Bostic? All right, let's talk uh, real quick. I got five seconds about your Reds. They still haven't had a hit. Uh, the Reds are still playing today, and they haven't had a hit in 40 days. 40 days, they're hitless. Trevor Bauer, though, is throwing a no-hitter still. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the travesty. I'm all excited because they finally get in the postseason, and then they can't hit. That was ridiculous. All right, so let's talk about what I think is going to be the fight of the year. Uh, Tank Davis and my main man, Leo Santa Cruz. You know I'm good uh, buddies with Leo, and I love him. I, I think, you know, these are two great champions. Uh, one guy uh, knocks people out. The other guy throws more hands than anyone I've ever seen in a ring in my life. Leo's got a heart like a, a Mercedes-Benz uh you know, this guy just keeps throwing. What a fight in the Ferrellamo Dome down in San Antonio off the Riverwalk on Saturday night on Showtime. No, I'm with you. And listen, you're right about that. I mean, Gervonta has a 95% knockout percentage. I think uh, last time I looked, he's on a 14-street uh, knockout uh, streak going. And look, I think a number of people think that he's just going to steamroll over Leo Santa Cruz. But I love Leo. I love his heart. I love that this is a guy who called Al Heyman and said, make this fight. People believe that I don't fight big time people. Put me in with the best and put me in with Tank. He wanted it. And you know what? Listen, he's got a really interesting strategy. He says, I know people are underestimating me, but I look at it like this. Yoriarkis Gamboa went nearly 12 rounds with Tank on one leg, basically popped his Achilles in the second round, and he went nearly 12 with him. I believe that I have the stamina, and I think that for Tank, he's dangerous in the first five rounds. After that, I figure I can frustrate him by just moving and making him miss, and then that's when I overcome him with my volume punching. Should be one heck of a night. I mean, it's going to be incredible on Showtime pay-per-view, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, Saturday night on Halloween. Let me ask you, what's it like to actually uh, go to a fight now where they're going to have fans there? How great is that? Ticketmaster has tickets on sale now, and I hear it's going to be really safe and socially distant seating in chunks yeah. in blocks around the arena. That's a great stadium for boxing. There's been huge fights there before with 80,000 fans. It's fantastic. 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, Canelo's been here. We've been here for Canelo. Uh, we were here for Broner, Madonna. So we've been here a lot. Uh, love San Antonio. And, and listen, it's exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm here in our bubble right now. We got tested this morning. We'll get tested again on Friday uh, before the fight just to make sure that uh, we're safe. Uh, but you listen, you know, that place holds about 65,000 people. They're trying to put uh, at least 20 uh, in there, at least social distance. So there'll be a, a, a chair. Uh, no one will be sitting next to each other. There's always right. going to be an empty chair next to everyone. So uh, it should be one heck of a night uh, there in the Alamo Dome. Yo, I saw you getting your PSA and your uh, Cap Alpha Psi hoodie, and I'm a Phi Kappa Psi, and I just want you to know the next time I see you, just for fun, I'm going to beat your ass. Everybody needs to get a, a PSA, get your prostate exam. How did it go? I hope it went well. I know you've been through a lot. Does your wife, Carm, worry about you with all this travel and big-time sporting events and going in, in isolation and getting tested yeah. and having Q-tips shoved into your brain and, and hiding out in hotel rooms? watching dirty movies i mean you got some mental problems son <laughs> well that's her i don't know which question i should tackle there but i i think that she she says i know that he takes care of himself i don't want to know what you're watching there on that laptop when i'm not around in, in these different cities that you're in uh but look i do try to take care of myself the great news is that the results came back undetectable. So that's that's the thing that I always pray for, and uh, I'm happy that those were the results. All right. Uh, I'm always happy to hear that, too, my man. I love you. So anyway, here's the deal. Uh, I had Ryan Cowboy Carl on my show last week talking about uh, fighting the San Antonio native Mario Barrios, who is a dangerous uh, prospect for him. Uh, this guy, I think Carl's a badass. Fans love him. He's got a great following. But, I mean, he is he biting off more than he can chew here? You know, it, listen, the, the thing, and you're right. I love Ryan Carl. He, he's got a heart of gold. He's got, he's got to learn to move his head. Uh, I think fans love him because he ha kind of has that Mexican style. He just comes forward and throws a lot of punches. He's got to work on the defense, and that's one of the things his trainer, Ronnie Shields, has told him, especially against Barrios. Barrios is long. I mean, he's 6'2". For a 140-pounder, the guy is 6'2". Uh, he can he can throw he can really throw some hands. So if, if you're Ryan Carl, you got to move your head. Uh, Barrios showed in his last fight that he can be touched, and he got touched up a lot in his last fight. If Carl can work, work on his defense, he can make that a really exciting fight. What about Prograce and uh, Juan Geraldez? Are you looking forward to that fight? And then the uh, Cruz Magdaleno fight. I think Cruz isn't going to know what hit him fighting this Magdaleno. That guy's had, you know, 40 some fights. He's no joke. Yeah, Magdaleno's a vet. Uh, you know, he's fought for the title a couple of times. You know, Cruz is a young lion, though. He's 22. He's one of those little guys that just tries to get inside of you and throws those overhand and then the hooks. And so I think for him, he figures. If I can make this fight go deep and tire out Magdaleno, I can maybe get a stoppage there. Magdaleno thinks the opposite. He feels like I can use my veteran savvy and outbox him and point my way to victory. That's what you've got there. Look, Regis Progray is a stud at 140. I think he tried to, you know, battle it out and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Josh Taylor. And that fight was over in England, very close fight. He figures that if it was here, he probably would be the unified champion right now. I just think when you talk about classes, he's probably a step above Juan Geraldez, who's a really tough fighter. Um, but, you know, Progray said he's going to stop him. 
We'll see. That's what I think that's what fans want to see. They want to see an all action fight. Progress says he's going to go out and try to stop her all this. All right, you can order the fight on Showtime's app or on your smart TV connected device. You can order online at Showtime.com. Call your cable operator, satellite provider to get the fights. It's a great fight. 130, 135-pound belt at stake. Davis, Santa Cruz, Saturday night, for Elmo Dome, San Antonio, Riverwalk, Showtime pay-per-view. going to be rocking. B-Cost, I love you. Uh, I wish I had more time to talk to you. I'd ask you what you thought of TM Fima Lopez's uh, big win over Loma. Uh, you got 10 seconds for me on that? What'd you think of that fight? Oh, I lost him. All right, there you go. Well, I know what he would say. He'd say that uh, he beat his ass because that's exactly what he did. So, look, it's going to be a great fight on Saturday night. Davis and Santa Cruz, it doesn't get any better than this. These two guys are warriors. One guy knocks guys out. The other guy will beat your head in for 12 rounds, and you all know what hit you. I can't wait. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Carver High, let's pick it up with the cowboy talk about uh, Jerry Jones talking about Mike McCarthy and everything with Mike Nolan. Yeah, you mentioned with Bcus how awful they are now, Scotty. Uh, Jerry Jones says that Mike McCarthy is his guy. He's not going anywhere, so he's got nothing to worry about on that front. We mentioned that they did trade Everson Griffin to the Lions. Here, Scotty, is defensive coordinator Mike Nolan. It's been a very tough year for the Cowboys. Nothing has gone right for them, and it didn't go right for Nolan yesterday as he was trying to do his Zoom interview with the reporters as he got a little bit of a little hot sauce in his eye, Scotty. Here's Nolan. Take a look at that. <laughs> He's been active every week, um, you know, as far as, I think, disrupting the quarterback. He's, he's you know, escaped several times to do that. Uh, obviously, the frustration for him as well is just, you know, look, when he misses him, nobody – whoops, excuse me. I got something in my eye. Um, <laughs> just had some Tabasco on my finger and it went in my eye. That was <laughs> – Oh, never good. It's terrible. <laughs> never <I'm> good. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, guys. I'll be right I'm back. Sorry. Give me one second. All right, we're back. Jory, I just I saw. Mean, to tell you. I'm sorry. I, I don't remember the question. If you give it to me again. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That is the new promotional commercial for the Dallas Cowboys uh, season of dysfunction 2020. Mike Nolan, who the game has passed him by, and he comes into a presser rubbing Tabasco in his eyeball and then goes into a stinging sensation and loses his mind, then forgets the question. That was the epitome of their season. All right. Uh, Allegedly, we have Rick Haro, our sports business and legal insider, ready. I've never even seen Haro rub hot sauce in his eyeballs. We have seen him in his underwear on this show, though. Uh, and the yeah, first yeah. time we tried to go to him today was as bad of a, a performance as the, uh, frankly, Cowboys season. I don't know what's worse, trying to get Rick on the TV set or uh, watching the Cowboys lose to Washington. Blame anybody else. I'm totally blameless in every context. That's what they teach you at Harvard Law School. Uh, but I didn't ever put Tabasco in my eye. I've got a lot of other stuff thrown in my eye. Tabasco, not the case. You were asking me, by the way, about tickets when we got yes. cut off. And you remember the deal? 
this is a, a series where you can only get about eight to nine percent of the people in that you normally would. Globe Life is a beautiful facility. NLCS World Series there. They've had a couple of days of travel time where you don't travel to notice how good that facility really is. You're still talking about tickets averaging anywhere from fourteen hundred to twenty eight hundred dollars. Uh, get in versus most expensive for game six. Ironically, game four might have been the most exciting baseball game in World Series history that wasn't a deciding game, one of the top five, certainly, but the lowest rated, which is a bad irony. And now game seven, if it happens, the get in's about two grand, the top ticket's about 14 grand, so you can say you're in game seven. It is interesting because you look at all of these empty seats and you figure it's an easy ticket, but of course it is not. So game one, the highest price ticket was 17800 and now they're saying game seven, they might actually have a seat for 21776 bucks. And uh, most of the tickets have been uh, purchased from Texans, and then second is Californians. We talked to Arash Markazi at Mightier 1090 earlier, live from Globe Life, and he said that Literally, Dodger fans have taken over Arlington, Texas. They are everywhere. They're like flies. Uh, they're unavoidable. They have taken over the World Series. The NBA pencils in December 22nd for its return. Rick, the only thing that matters to me is not family. It's that I get five Christmas Day NBA games. Well, you're probably going to get it. Although I got to tell you, there's a lot of pushback saying we're not going to do it until January 1. Our NHL brethren are doing it then but they don't have the Winter Classic. They're not going to have the All-Star Game. NBA, Indianapolis probably won't have the All-Star Game. Probably Christmas. You get your five, so congratulations. Most probably. If I were betting man, I'd bet for it. But the other interesting issue that's come up recently, we'll follow it next week, where's Toronto going to play? Because remember, just like the Blue Jays, maybe you go to Kansas City. Maybe you go to um, Newark. Maybe you go to one of those cities like Charlotte, uh, but they have an arena and a team. So they're, uh, again, going to be one of those teams without a home. It is going to be very interesting in the next couple of months. I mean, uh, and just on top of that thought, I, I just uh, wanted to throw Vegas in there. You know how they have, like, five different locations for NCAA tournament games, like in terms of uh, conference championship tournaments. Could they play in Vegas? They could play in Vegas. Uh, you know, you have the NHL team there, so they wouldn't be given priority treatment. But they also have an NHL team, as we know, in Newark. Uh, they uh, they do not have one in Kansas City. So I think the issue would be who is ready and willing to accept them right away. Remember during Hurricane Katrina, the uh, Oklahoma City slash Charlotte Hornets. That was a very interesting uniform. They did that for a little while until New Orleans could uh, recover. And uh, then, uh, you know, the New Orleans deal, Charlotte moved to uh, uh, New Orleans and then moved to, to Oklahoma City. Uh, so there is this opportunity for a one-off. You've seen teams like the Saints go to San Antonio, go to Baton Rouge, place to place. Some of its gambling uh, uh, issues uh, uh, impacted. Certainly, uh, tropical storm hurricane issues, uh, never before COVID issues, but this is 2020. Well, they could play at the MGM Grand. They could play at the Mandalay. They could play at the Orleans. They could play at the uh, Thomas and Mac. There's so many places. The Sprint Center in Kansas City, I think, would be interesting as well. I got no problem with that. What about baseball? Are they really talking about going down under with all the problems they've got fiscally? They've gone broke with this season, haven't they? Yeah, well, but, uh, you know, the best way to deal with it is to try to generate some international expertise. You have 15 languages, got 220 
countries. You've got uh, a lot of people participating in this international series. And this is international globally for television. So they've got to keep excitement going. No discussion about a World Baseball Classic next year. Obviously, the key to the Olympics, which is, uh, you know, not going to have the sport right away. But the bottom line is Australia, if you remember, had the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks in 2014 at the Sydney Cricket Grounds. That was a big series. The Australian government says, let's bring it back. Uh, You got COVID, you got lack of money, and there are a lot of issues. But they're talking about trying to do it. They're going to India for some uh, important stuff. Remember the million dollar arm? Remember that get, that uh, that movie? That was that was filmed largely because Major League Baseball pushed hard to get some stroke and awareness for India. Yes, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I just wanted to say talk about quality, and I'm just talking about how they filmed it there. Leave me alone. All right, tell me about Star Sports, the Disney paid TV platform, and their deal with baseball. Well, and it's a good segue because they decided to focus on a couple of uh, countries like. India as one of them, and Disney, of course, uh, a uh, a partner uh, of of indirectly through ESPN, and they're broadening their horizons. Now they've got some stuff that's really important because they're also going to have a unique uh, a platform service that's exclusive. It'll be streaming, and they're reaching out. The example of hey, how about that movie, Million Dollar Arm? Wasn't that good? All right, we already talked about that. So um, I have some uh, the football. Uh, the Football Ball Association is uh, going through an overhaul. What's that all about? Well, you know, there are 41 bowls. Now we have a couple less because the Bahamas Bowl and Hawaii Bowl will not happen this year. There may be others that may not. And there's going to be a change of appearance because there are many bowls. They're going to have very few or no fans. But with ESPN kind of signing the check and many of the schools and conferences supporting it, it may not be as important to have the fans in the stands. We talked about the last couple of weeks. So there is this organization that's going to be promoting and marketing the celebration of bowls. So it's a marketing effort to try to get people excited about the bowl season, but also off the idea we're not going to have a lot of people in the stands. What is Anheuser-Busch doing to prepare for Super Bowl 55 in Tampa with the COVID? Well, what they're trying to do is to make sure they have a significant presence because they're going to have a boatload of commercials, like always. And they usually entertain about 600 people. Their activation is really big. This year, they're going to have 50 essential pourers. (laughs) They're going to be in town making sure that everybody gets Anheuser-Busch. And the guy who understands this more than anybody else, uh, his name is is, uh, 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 is vice president of, his name is Nick, Nick Kelly. Get the title. His his title is Vice President of Partnerships, Community, and Beer Culture. How about that for a title? So he's the guy that says he's going to limit the number of executives and people on site when a normal year, anywhere near 600 to 1,000, especially in a warm weather site like Tampa, they may not have any more than 50. I'm hearing uh, from uh, Carver High right now in my ear. Hold on. Let me repeat what he's saying to me. Make sure you get Budweiser to send 12 cases of Bud Light to my house in Long Island immediately for doing this plug for them. Wait, I don't know what that's all about. I got to move on. Uh, Tell me about uh, the situation with the PGA merchandise show going all virtual. Yeah, tell Carver High, by the way, that would be illegal. There's an antitrust issue about that, but we will move on. So a virtual show, uh, 100 thousand or more coming in coming out orlando it's always a big deal it's always one of the big things as you know that week between super bowl 
and uh, and the the conference championships in Orlando. Virtual means it's going to be telecast everywhere, but also nobody in hotels, nobody in the convention center. And it's still going to be the biggest golf industry event of the year. Retail up a few billion dollars. People are buying stuff. They're just going to have to buy it virtually now. So Wimbledon, they had no tennis this year, but they're making money and they got sponsorships uh, coming out the ying and they got it all ready for next year. PIMS, IBM, Robinsons, Jaguar, and a few other major sponsors are signed on for next summer. They're going to have the event no matter what. Why? Because last year they didn't have to have it because somebody cleverly wrote in there an insurance policy and made sure that it was going to be paid. Uh, This year, everybody's smarter. If you're going to renew, we have a COVID exception. So insurance isn't going to really cover a lot of events, including Wimbledon. So in order for them to get any money, including television, they better play it. So you're going to count on Wimbledon this summer, even if, God forbid, no fans in the stands. So Rawlings has uh, bought Easton? Yeah, well, you know, Easton was a big deal, and Rawlings and Wilson were big deals. You remember when we were young, I know it was a lot earlier for me than you, but Rawlings, Easton, Spalding, all of the major companies had this market share and you could count on them. You can bank on them. Well, today, because the retail market is totally different, the numbers are different as well. And so Easton was big, but now the buying of them makes them bigger. The Premier League continues to grow internationally. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So when you take a look at it, you got 10 Americans playing in this season's Champions League and the Premier League growing with a fan survey that basically says about eight or nine percent more Americans who are soccer fans are more interested in the Premier League than they are anything else. The Bundesliga is next, ironically. MLS is there, but it's a different kind of fan. You know, you're watching kind of American city versus city with the MLS. You're watching, you know, really different level of soccer with the Premier League. So the numbers continue to grow, and they did a great job of being some of the first back. If you wanted to watch early morning television this year, you watch the Premier League even with nobody in the stands. So let me ask you lastly here about Tua finally getting the job with uh, Miami. Respectfully, I got 45 seconds. Are you excited to see him take over? I'm really excited to see him take over. I'm not too excited that Fitz got kind of a bad rap on the way out. Uh, Now everybody's talking about trading the guy. He was in the penthouse. Now he's the outhouse. Everybody loves the guy. But, you know, limited ceiling. He's never been to the playoffs, as we know. With Tua, you don't know what you're going to get. And that's part of the excitement. Because with a few Dolphin quarterbacks before, we knew what they were going to get. And that was part of the problem. All right, Rick, great stuff. Uh, We'll see you tonight on the bench. Rick Harlow, sports business and legal insider from Harvard. Thanks, Rick. All right, man. See you later. All right, there he is, Rick Harrow, everybody. Sam Darnold looks beaten down as uh, Trevor Lawrence looms. There's talk of uh, Lawrence staying at Clemson because everyone started putting in his head that he doesn't want to play for the Jets. Uh, I think that's nonsense. Uh, Campbell says the Steelers-Ravens is the best rivalry in pro sports. I don't think I agree with that either. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast. This Saturday night, of course, Pharrellween the 31st, uh, one of the best fights of the year, if not the fight of the year, is going down as Giovanna Davis takes on Leo Santa Cruz. Uh, it's just going to be incredible on Showtime pay-per-view from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. And there's going to be fans there. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster. They're going to have it all safe, protocols, social distancing, the whole deal. There's actually going to be fight fans at this fight, which should make it awesome. You got an incredible fight, 130-pound belt at stake. Santa Cruz's 130-pound belt and Davis's 135-pound belt will be uh, what they're fighting for. Three-time world champ Davis, a knockout specialist against the heavy-handed, heavy-throwing, Leo Santa Cruz, a four-division world champ. It's going to be incredible. We haven't seen fights like this since Sugar Ray Leonard and Donnie Lalonde in 88 or uh, 2014 Floyd Mayweather against Marcos Maidana when they both, in those instances, fought for multiple belts on the same fight card. It's going to be incredible. There's going to be a great undercard with Mario Barrios taking on Cowboy Carl and also Progress against Geraldez, even Isaac Cruz against Magdaleno. Saturday night, call your cable operator, use your smart TV, connected devices, Showtime app or Showtime.com to order the fight. 9 o'clock Eastern on Showtime pay-per-view. All right, Carver, hi. Real quick about the Wisconsin football situation at quarterback. Yes, the backup quarterback, Chase Wolf, also now has tested positive for COVID. So that's two quarterbacks down for Wisconsin. Junior Danny Vandenboom is the next man up. He has only thrown one pass in his career at Wisconsin. Will they have any quarterbacks, Scotty, against Nebraska? And the better question is, will it matter? Well, I haven't looked at the line today, but I know it moved from nine and a half to six and a half. I'm sure it's going to move again because this kid's never played, and he sounds like dead meat to me. I think Nebraska is going to take advantage of this situation, and it's going to end up being a great game. Game Time Decisions is next. I'll see you on the bench tonight on Sports Good Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.